What's up, everybody? Zach here. One of your two favorite pairs of balls in the podcasting game. Since corporate America is still sleeping on your boys, and we don't have any advertisements to promote right now, in lieu of that, we're accepting Venmo donations of $2 for whatever you'd like us to say on the podcast. As long as it's not anything hateful, mean, cruel, anything that'll get us canceled, anything extremely negative, we'll go ahead and say it. If it's a joke, if it's something loving, if it's just something fun, if it's you talking about Paul Pierce sharding, for example, we're all about it. Just go ahead and Venmo Sean-Janos, $2, and he'll say whatever, and then go ahead and Venmo Zach-Lane-15, $2, and I'll read whatever you want. Thanks a lot, everybody. Now back to the podcast. Hey everybody, episode 5 of the Balls Out Podcast. I'm here, it's uh, Wednesday night, we just watched the end of a crazy Sixers-Hawks game. Um, we got Clippers-Jazz going on right now, Jazz are up 10, about midway through the second. Uh, Zach, how you doing tonight? I'm fucking so happy, dude. <laughs> I love to see the Sixers lose. It's just, Oh yeah. It's, it's so awesome. Yeah, you think that's sick, don't you? Dude, I honestly think it's pretty dope, actually. I just love to see Joel Embiid proving that he's not the best center in the league, and Nikola Jokic <laughs> still reigning supreme. There's a reason Embiid came in second in MVP. Right. Um, so I originally planned for us to start with Suns Nuggets, but let's just jump right into Sixers Hawks. I mean, this is on the top of our minds. Just watch let's the end of this game. It. This crazy, crazy game six, where the Hawks overcame a 26-point deficit to take the 3-2 series lead in Philadelphia. In Philly. City of City of Angels, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. City of... Uh, <laughs> city of Angles. Because they don't city know how to spell. City of bad angles on their jump shooters' shots. Oh, nice, bad, yeah. Bad angles on Ben Simmons' free throw. <laughs> yeah, the only shooter that they have with good angles is Seth Curry and... Uh, they really wasted the Seth Curry game here. He had 36. He shot 13 of 19. He hit seven threes. Um, most of it came to build up this enormous lead that they got, but then he kind of faded away. And then Embiid, you know, you look at the box score, it looked like he had a great game. He had 37, 13, and 5 with four blocks. But he didn't score in the last seven minutes of the game. And he missed two <laughs> enormous free throws with um, 11 seconds left when they were down by one. And be doing his best Beavis and Butthead impersonation by not scoring <laughs> when he thought he was going to score, for sure. <laughs> and miraculously, he wasn't even the one who struggled the most from the free throw line because he's on the same team as fucking Benny Boy Simmons, who <laughs> shot 4 of 14 this game from the line. They went with the hack of Simmons strategy down the stretch, which made Doc have to go with some weird rotations where he's subbing Shake Milton in and out in the final few minutes, you know, taking a cold guy off the bench. Just to move the ball around, he didn't take a single shot or make a single impact play. Um, but here, let me just take you through the final like three minutes. I've got so one question heck? for you before you start that. What is it? Do you think? Do you think Ben Simmons in the pregame when he's listening to music and getting shots off? Do you think he's listening to that Waka Flocka song? And he goes Brick Squad. <laughs> you were halfway through <laughs> telling that story. I'm like, he's gonna say Brick Squad. He has to. <laughs> 
Oh, if I said yeah. anything else, that would have been so embarrassing. Yeah, he he built this city brick by brick. <laughs> I mean, he's a he's a builder. He's he should be a builder, not a basketball player. Yeah, he's a dank. <laughs> yeah, he's honestly <laughs> just a cock dude. <laughs> It's embarrassing. Watching him fucking line up for free throws and seeing his elbow like go completely horizontal and seeing the ball spin sideways oh. is so disgusting. He shoots with the wrong hand. He shoots with the wrong hand. He opts to take every jump hook and lay up with his right hand. He'll take a reverse on the right side when he has an open lefty layup. And then he just insists on shooting free throws and like mid-range jumpers with his left, and it's just terrible. Yeah, he's a dink, dude. People that are lefty dink. are dumb. Figure it out, Ben Simmons. Be People right. have no idea which hand they shoot with. Just like, gotta figure it out, and he's the only one. Yeah, I don't really understand that. That's so crazy. How long is he? How long has Ben Simmons even been playing basketball for? Like in his life, was he a late starter to basketball? Uh, I'm not sure. I remember he played that weird like Australian handball game where you dribble a football shaped ball, and that was supposed to be like the reason why he's such a great handler and passer. But apparently, there's no jump shooting in that sport. <laughs> Yeah, apparently not. Like, that would, I don't know, that would, seems like it would mean that you would have good touch, like, from handling something like that all the time, and he just absolutely doesn't. Right. So, the end of this game was pretty crazy. Trey went on an awesome, or, to start the fourth quarter, it was Seth Curry and Lou Will dueling, which is just nuts. Yes. <laughs> I think Lou Will had 13 in the fourth quarter, and I think finished with the 15 or 17 for the game, uh, but... Trey Young really stepped up when it mattered, when Embiid couldn't step up. Trey seemed like the bigger man, which is nuts, because he's so tiny and Embiid's so huge. Gotta explain <laughs> that joke to the people. <laughs> Thank God, because I didn't get it. I was just, The wheels were turning and there was just steam coming up. <laughs> but Trey, he had like, back-to-back-to-back like floater, runner, little pull-ups, whatever you want to call them, in the last three minutes. Then he gets fouled on a three with a minute and a half left, and he hit all three... All three free throws to go by one. It was the first lead for the Hawks all night. It came with a minute and a half left. Then they get the ball back, and Gallo hits an end of the shot clock, two-point jumper to go up by three with just under a minute left. Seth missed a three. Trey misses a three. Sixers get the ball 22 seconds left. They inexplicably, inexplicably run 11 seconds off the clock before Embiid gets fouled, misses the two free throws. <laughs> Again, didn't score in the last seven minutes of the game. Just completely choked with the rest of the team. Trey draws another foul with eight seconds left. Makes both to seal the game. Go up five. They end up winning by three after a meaningless Seth Curry jumper. Just an all-time collapse from Philly. And, you know, a game five where it's 2-2 where they say, you know, the home team's really got to come through. And whoever wins that game five usually dictates who wins the series. Yeah, that's really disgusting. And was it just Embiid that didn't score in the final seven minutes, or was it the entire team that didn't score in the final seven minutes? Uh, I heard on the broadcast that it was Embiid, but now I'm thinking about it, I wouldn't be surprised if it was every, out of everybody because they went with Embiid every time. I remember Tobias missing a jumper, Seth missing that three. They never got fouled, or they got fouled and missed their free throws. It's unbelievable. I can't believe Embiid missed two clutch free throws at the end of the game. You know who would never miss two clutch free throws at the end of the game? Like, tons of NBA players. Like, so many. And? My mom. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't see that one coming? 
<laughs> but also, Nikola Jokic would never miss two clutch free throws at the end of the game, a.k.a. Yeah. the best center in the league, obviously. Yeah, I mean, the All-NBA team's dropped. He's the first team. The voters didn't bite on the NBA's gimmick. They didn't give Embiid the first team nod as a forward. They held yeah. him down to the second team. They didn't I was looking through it, and I was, think, I was thinking about it. I'm like, Zach's All-NBA teams were pretty fucking spot on. You know, dude. Can I? Am I gonna say I'm surprised? No. Have you had a chance to go through them yet? Yeah, I checked them out. I mean, it's pretty f- fucking stupid that LeBron was on the second team. Terrible. That was like the only thing that you really messed up bad. Yeah, you had was... I, you had Butler. You had Butler on the second team, right? I had Jimmy Buckets on the second team. Yeah, I'm actually gonna pull him up right now just to double check because I want to see. How like which of my guys got bumped out totally? Right, you had Damon Luca flipped. You had uh, Butler on the second team, and he dropped to the third because they had to make room for LeBron in the second. And then there had to, and then I think whoever your third team forward is was next to Paul George had to have gotten left off. Yeah, because it was Jimmy and Paul George and Ru- yeah, but man, so glad they didn't simp and put him beat on the first team. <laughs> That would have been, that would have been sad to see after his devastating performances in these last two second halves. Yeah, but I mean, just the second halves because he's putting he's putting together like it looks good in the box score. Like I said, like thirty-seven and thirteen, four blocks. It's like wow, but all that coming, you know, <laughs> when it doesn't matter as much, I guess. I mean, every minute of a basketball game obviously matters, but it's a cliche to say when it matters most. But when it matters most. What matters more, the starting five or the five that you close the game with? I mean, theoretically, they mean the same, but... (laughs) But, in reality, no way. Nut crunch time. Balls out time. Yeah, the defense gets a little tighter, that rim starts looking a little smaller. Your heart's beating a little faster, that crowd's chanting a little louder. And bead gets a little bit sweatier. We didn't even talk... So we talked about this past game. We didn't even talk about game four yet, which... Embiid. Right, the Hawks also won. The Hawks, yeah. So they won one hundred three, one hundred. So that was two straight, yeah, because they won the first game of the series, and Embiid was killing it at the beginning of that game. And it was four for eight in the first half. I think he had a double double in the first half because he ended up with like twenty one rebounds in the game anyway, which yeah, is pretty fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. He just had to try and one-up Jokic. Just can't get the triple-double, though. Coward. But he was 4 of 8 in the first half, kind of killing it, playing a great game, and then second half, 0 for 12, and just absolutely couldn't do anything and was getting completely clamped by Capella and then whoever they were throwing at him for the double team. But, I mean, we do... We should still mention the fact that he's playing on a torn meniscus. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that fatigue is going to matter a lot when you're playing very sore and, you know, you're constantly jumping, running, cutting on that knee, really wearing down at it. Um, Capella said after the last game that Embiid is not the same player once he gets tired. And that really seemed to light a fire under Embiid for the first half of this game. He just went out and went sick. But then, in the end, it looked like Capella might have been right. Yeah, I feel like all Embiid did was just prove Capella right there by just going ham in the first half and then completely fizzling out at the end of the game. Right. Well, that's just the story of these past two games for the Sixers in general because the Hawks outscored them 
69. Nice. nice. <laughs> to 44 in this second half. The Hawks scored 40 points in the first half and then <laughs> outscored themselves by 29 in the second half. And then in game four, they outscored the Sixers 54 to 38 in the second half. So, right, yeah. They erased a 13 point deficit. Yeah, so you combine those two, and in the last two second halves, they've outscored the Sixers by a combined 41 points, which is just absolutely not clutch whatsoever by the Sixers. Right, and they've, they've really done it by, you know, they take care of the ball, they're crashing the offensive glass, they're getting all these extra possessions. They only had four turnovers and I think 12 offensive rebounds in game four. Yeah. So they ended up with 16 more shots than Philly. So even though they shot a pretty bad percentage, they shot 36% from the field, they managed to win by, you know, grinding for those extra possessions. Really trying, like, nutting up when it mattered at the end, you know? Balling out. Yep. Yeah, that game four was super ugly, too. It was, like, whoever won that game, didn't matter if the Hawks, like, the Hawks did win, but it didn't matter if the Hawks or Sixers won. Neither team was probably feeling good about anything after that game. The Hawks were probably just feeling good about their defense on Embiid for the second half. But right. I mean, Trey Young was super inefficient. He did end up with, like, 18 assists, which was pretty and amazing only, to see. On only two turnovers. Watch, unbelievable. Yeah, we just got to yeah. talk about how fucking nasty Trey Young has been. Because he's, he's looking so gifted, man. So good. And, like, he's not shooting super efficiently, but that's definitely to be expected when you're getting hounded by Ben Simmons and Matisse Thybul the entire game at this point, which right. are two of the longest, just, like, most active defenders and two guys that were just named to all defensive teams this past week. Right. He's getting hounded by two all-world defenders and is still putting up over 20 a game in this series. Still having 18 assist game, an 18 assist game and two turnovers is right. pretty unreal when you're getting just like that amount of length, that amount of defensive talent being thrown at you. He's mm-hmm. just showing how unbelievably good he is, and I definitely didn't see it coming. Right. So in theory, you're supposed to make him pay on the other end of the floor. You know, he's a notably bad defender. But Ben Simmons hasn't been able to make him pay, you know? I mean, he's so limited offensively. And then um, for long stretches of this game, especially in the fourth quarter, the Hawks went with a uh, a Lou Will, Trey Young lineup where they had both those guys on the floor, two tiny guards against an enormous Sixers lineup. And, six, the, and Philly couldn't make him pay for it. They couldn't hurt them on that end of the floor dude you can't score for seven minutes with trey young and lou williams as the fucking backcourt on the other team i feel like me and you could at least get a layup against those guys right and it's not like they have like awesome wings out there too like gallinari is not a great defender herder is not an awesome defender hunter's not even playing right now yeah hunter's out and he's their best defender yep uh john collins dude. got eaten alive in the uh. regular season that fucking pisses me off so much that DeAndre Hunter's out because DeAndre Hunter clamped Julius Randle and made him look like shit in that <laughs> first round. And now he's not even playing in the second round. It's so devastating. Right. Yeah, so uh, I guess that's enough Philly slander. I don't want Joe's ears to start bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> or Ev's ears. We're both living with Sixers fans. Crazy, <laughs> crazy considering we live in Connecticut and Florida. 
Both big dummies, dude. I don't know what. They <laughs> hey, they got good. They got good. Uh, better playoff teams to hop. Not better playoff teams to hop to. <laughs> but I would say Not. maybe better futures to hop to. I think I think the Knicks are set up for success. I think the Sixers are going to have to trade one of these guys after this season if they blow it in this round. So, <laughs> yeah, the X can't fall on the coach again. Yeah, right. I mean, it could. Doc Rivers, easy scapegoat, seems like, for anybody. Yeah, right. All right, let's move on to the Suns-Nuggets series. This one just All ended right. in a sweep. Suns took the brooms out. They had a bunch of dusty nugs sitting under their couch. They took the broom, <laughs> swept them up into a nice pile, swept them to the dustpan, and dumped them into the garbage. You don't think they smoked them? Nah, those were fucking... It was like... Spliffed with dust bunnies. You don't think Jay Crowder's smoking those nugs, dude? <laughs> wow, dude, you're really gonna profile him like that? <laughs> dude, I'll throw it out there. Jay Crowder with those long braids, he's smoking dick. And he's smoking <laughs> he's smoking mids, dude, for sure. <laughs> he doesn't care. Oh yeah. I'm I'm just saying he's a thrifty guy, bro. <laughs> I got he's you. He's conserving. Got you. <laughs> I'm just hyping up how smart he is. <laughs> So the Suns put the Nuggets away in a, a pretty it's kind of a dramatic game four. Uh, Chris Paul had an awesome game. He had thirty seven and seven, shooting fourteen and nineteen. Booker had thirty four and eleven. They combined nineteen of twenty from the free throw line. And the main, the real big takeaway that media outlets really ran with from this game was Jokic's flagrant two ejection that took him out of the game after playing only twenty five minutes. So, Zach, what did you see on the flagrant foul call? I saw one of the fucking biggest flops of all time from Cameron Payne. That was so fucking embarrassing, dude. And if he didn't, if he wasn't just laying down, clutching his face for five minutes on the ground, there's no way Jokic would have been ejected. And the league should be embarrassed for having for Jokic being ejected anyway, because that's. Uh, this guy was just named. What was he named MVP like three days earlier before this game? Like less than a week before. He swings down. He's clearly making a play on the ball. The wind up definitely looked really fucking aggressive. <laughs> it's the, the it's the wind up that they really called it seemed like because he hit the ball with his hand. He hit the ball. He clipped the nose. Like he clipped his face a little bit, but like yeah, with like okay, his bicep like. You don't try to hit someone with your bicep. And Jokic doesn't have a bicep, bro. <laughs> so, what? That's not muscle hitting you there. <laughs> That's not going to hurt that fucking bad. Yeah, it's like in sock in the face in a pillow fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just getting hit by like a fucking Ziploc bag full of mayo. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not going to do Hey, man, don't make the puke sound. Mayo's delicious. Not from a Ziploc bag. Uh, but that... Ah, that was just so despicable. How many times... We both play basketball. We're both pretty elite street ball players. We could both right. probably go to Rucker right now, get a couple runs in, probably set some fucking Rucker, Rucker highs, get some highlights going. But, I don't know what Rucker is, but I bet I could. You don't know what Rucker is? No. Oh, my God. Is that like the park by your fucking apartment? Let's call it. Let's, let's call the pod. I gotta get out of here. Rucker, the Rucker Park's like the legendary like streetball court in New York City. Okay. Am I supposed to know, like? How am I supposed to know that? 
How are you not supposed to know that, dude? You're a basketball fan. This is Rucker Park. This is uh, this is Boston fan shit, dude. Unbelievable. <laughs> you gotta be a real. Okay, I, cu- I, cu- I couldn't tell you the most popular street ball court in fucking Boston either. What a fake fan, then. <laughs> Probably a YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> dude, Rucker Park. Rucker Park is just unbelievable. That's where, like, I mean, I know KD. I know KD was there. One summer, and I think dropped like they said he dropped like sixty-seven in a game or something like that. Just something. They insane. keep stats at these. Uh, what do they play yeah. to? Sixty-seven in a game? What the fuck? I think they literally do like full runs, like twelve-minute quarter runs, like in these games. <laughs> just getting hardos. Yeah, they play crazy games. Like, and I think they keep stats. I don't think the players keep stats. I think it's just fans there because there's always fans watching the games because they're legendary, and the fans will just keep the stats of what's going on. Does Booker does Booker, Booker get double teamed and then he goes, "We're not doing that, man," <laughs> and then fucking cry about it, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's part of the game. Come on, but how many times have you been playing basketball and got hit in the face? And how many times have you reacted like Cameron Payne when you got hit in the face? <laughs> it actually, uh, I can once. think of once. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Reed Ward. Shout out Reed, you dickhead. Yeah. Shit goes down on the Preston Park courts for sure. That that that's the biggest street park in fucking Connecticut for sure. God, you're probably the one person that I know that I shouldn't have asked. <laughs> yeah, and that was fucking justified. You fucking full face palms my entire face. Yeah, that was way worse than what Jokic did the campaign. <sighs> way worse. And you know what? I didn't even get free throws. Maybe Reed still played. He didn't get ejected. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck? I should have reviewed that. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Should have fucking... You should have had your coach re- like challenge it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just bad coaching. For the record, I think that the, the, the flagrant two on Jokic... It, if anything, I guess it's a flagrant one. Even that kind of seems like a common foul. Kind of seems like it would do the trick there, but the wind up makes me kind of side towards a flagrant one. Yeah, I mean, I'd be fine with a flagrant one. It's like that's not a big deal. But how are you going to eject him in an elimination game when he's the MVP and he's clearly making a play for the ball? That just mm-hmm. like smells a little smells a little fixed to me, right there. <laughs> Did you see the glare that he gave to Booker when Booker got in his face? Did you see what he was saying to Booker? No, what did he say? He All he just kept repeating was, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> That's so badass. I, I love I love Jokic. He, it reminds me of the uh, the the very, very viral meme right now. The, the, the guy, he goes, you're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. <laughs> oh. Did you see what Jokic's brothers were doing, though, when Devin Booker was getting in Jokic's face? Now what they do. Oh, my God. After the pod, you got to look it up. It's so funny. Like, there's just this, <laughs> there's, like, one camera that pans to them, and they're, like, they're nearly courtside, but I think they can't be courtside because it's COVID, so they're, like, the first row up or whatever, and mm-hmm. they look like they're like climbing over the thing like looking like they're ready to jump over onto the court and just like throwing fists in the air and just screaming (laughs) at the top of their lungs (laughs) like looking like they're ready to just jump down there and strangle Devin Booker in a second that is by far the last family in the NBA that you want to fuck with 
<laughs> they're like Serbian mobsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is Devin Booker thinking? He's dating a Kardashian, bro. He's soft. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a headline. I'm not sure if it was true or not. Definitely seems like it was fake. But it said that when Jokic was a kid, one of his brothers, like, forced him against the tree and held his arms down while the other brother threw knives against the tree around his head. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I might believe it. <laughs> Serbia is a fucking crazy place. And Jokic is quoting to say, yeah, that was kind of crazy. <laughs> kinda, dude. That kinda means, crazy. That means that definitely isn't the craziest thing that's happened between the three of them. <laughs> that would be, like, by far the craziest thing that ever happened to me in my entire life. <laughs> dude, I wonder if it's doubt. in his top ten. <laughs> Yogi's just like, yeah, that was Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I read, I read this article that like when Jokic was first drafted to the Nuggets, and like his brothers came over from Serbia, and, like they came to Denver, and they like all went to his apartment, and a reporter like came to interview him. This is when Jokic is what like twenty, twenty one years old. And mm-hmm. his oldest brother is like eight or nine years older than him, so his oldest brother's like almost thirty, and then the other one's like twenty-seven. And I guess like they got to the apartment and they just like instantly tackled Jokic and just started wrestling with him so hard, <laughs> and just like roughhousing the shit out of him. Oh, baby brother's a millionaire. <laughs> just like yo, yo, baby brother, let me hold the dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but Jokic's brothers are massive guys, too. They both played... Or one of them played D1 basketball. One of them played professionally overseas. The tallest one... The shortest one is 6'7". And then <laughs> Jokic is like 7 feet, and I think the other one's like 6'9". Oh, my God. Yeah, so these are mammoth humans. And if I was Devin Booker, I would have fucking bodyguards around me at all times right now. Yeah, I would, I would definitely have uh, called my security that night and be like... Can you guys sweep under my bed tonight? He's <laughs> uh, like, uh, Kendall, is it cool if we keep the nightlight on tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, scared of the dark. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I was just going to move us on past the series and... uh Talk about the devastating Chris Paul news that we were... Or I'm not sure if it's devastating or not, because he could only be missing a game, or maybe two, depending how long the uh, Jazz Clippers series goes. But he tested positive for COVID today, and we'll have to go through the health and safety protocols, so his status is up in the air for the start of that series. Do you think Cliff Paul gave it to him? Ooh. I'm not sure if... Cliff Paul is vaccinated. Like Dude, I think Chris I, Paul is, but Cliff? I heard Cliff's an anti-vaxxer. No way. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's what I was hearing. That's what's been going around lately through the grapevine. Not not a good neighbor. Pretty <laughs> bad neighbor. And he just walks straight into his house, uninvited. <laughs> I like what they've been doing with the State Farm commercials recently. It's been like the last two or three, where like... Jake from State Farm appears in Chris Paul's house, and Chris Paul's like all paranoid. He's like, we're in a State Farm commercial. Something bad is going to happen. And then nothing bad happens. Yeah, I like those. But I hate the one. pretty meta. I fucking hate the one, though, where they're like, he's reading the script, and he goes, 
And Chris reads, the, and he's holding a basketball under his arm. And he goes, and Chris finishes reading the script and then transforms into a basketball. And then, boom, Chris Paul's gone, and there's one basketball bouncing on the ground. And if he turned into a basketball, there'd be two basketballs, because he was already holding a basketball. So State Farm, you fucking blew it. You dropped the bet. <laughs> you blew it. Capiche? You blew it. That's some fucking shoddy commercial writing, if I've ever seen it. Oh my god. They need me as a fucking editor over there, dude. I'm just sitting on my couch doing this shit for free. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just it it's kinda sad that he seemed to have made a very great recovery from this shoulder injury that was obviously bothering him in the Lakers series. And returned to what looks like his old self just to have another obstacle in his path. Yeah, he's got to really, really hope that Clippers Jazz goes to Game Seven because then mm, at least buy some time. Maybe there'd be enough time where he can get through it and be able to be back out on the court. But I do want to pop back just to the Nuggets for one second because yeah, I think we should just talk about. I just want to talk about them for one second because they got swept in the series. There were people saying that this could be like. Oh, Jamal Murray got hurt, and like Denver could have missed their window this year. Like this could have been their chance to win it all because it's such a weird, crazy year, and there's like no real favorite. And the Lakers lost in the first round, and maybe the Nuggets won't get this chance again. Dude, the Nuggets are gonna have if they keep Jokic and Murray together, and they have this core going, they're gonna have this chance for at least the next five years. Jokic is 25 years old, was an MVP this year, got into the best shape of his life. Played all 72 regular season games. Played all the playoff games until he got ejected in the last one. Put up unbelievable numbers in the regular season. Unbelievable numbers in the playoffs. One of the only guys in the league that makes every other player on his team better. And seems like just an absolute joy to play with at all times. They have Murray. He's 23. He's going to be coming off the ACL. Guys come back from ACL injuries and play really well at this point. KD right. came back from an Achilles injury, and he's balling the fuck out, putting up historic numbers right now. Right, so, he looks like him, his old self. He looks even better at this point. So I wouldn't be too worried about Jamal Murray coming back from the ACL. Michael Porter Jr. is 22. He's played a total of 145 games with regular season and playoffs combined, which is right. less than two full like regular seasons. Right. And... He looks like the man right now. He looks like an elite shot maker, and he's definitely still figuring everything else out, but he's over 40% from three for his career in the regular season. He's like 39% from three in the playoffs for his career right now, and he's 6'10", and he can score from everywhere, and he's only Mm -hmm. 22 years old. Yeah, at worst, worst, MPJ is a, a bona fide third option, a third scoring option. Yeah, and like a super elite one. <laughs> yeah, and you know Jamal Murray, he demonstrated his playoff chops last year. You know the stage gets bigger, he gets better. Mm-hmm. And the Love year before, his first year in the playoffs too. Him and Jokic's right. first year in the playoffs, they fucking balled out to the max. Right. And then they got Aaron Gordon in the trade this year at the trade deadline. He's also right. only it. It feels crazy, but Aaron Gordon's only twenty five years old. It feels like he's been Damn. in the league for like 10 years. Oh, yeah. He was a project for sure. 
Yeah, but that's just the fucking Orlando Magic purgatory sesh. <laughs> just him posting up over there in limbo, just getting older and not getting better at basketball. Right. But he's pretty much, he's like a pretty solid defensive juggernaut. Fits really, really well with the Nuggets. He, If he's going to be your fourth option on offense, he's going to be able to get 10 or 12 points a game, and that's pretty much all you need from him with the elite defense. So if they keep all these guys together, the Nuggets are going to be absolutely nasty for the years to come. They got swept this year. They had so many injuries. I'm not worried about it. I'm excited for the Nuggets to come back next year, and I just wanted to suck them off a little bit because they got <laughs> swept, and I was feeling a little bit bad about it. And I was yeah, feeling bad for you. Jokic getting ejected there. Right. I mean, the future, yeah, future looks bright for Denver. But for now, they're just going to have to settle for getting stoned on the couch and watching the rest of the playoffs. Yeah. Jokic will have to settle for wrestling with his brothers with the game on in the background. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, yeah, the Suns, the Suns right now, hopefully Chris Paul can get back because it'd be pretty sad to not see them at full strength in the Western Conference Finals, regardless of which team they're playing against. Who do you think has been the Suns' best player? Jesus. That's so tough. Yep. Three candidates, really. Yeah, I feel like Devin Booker's been the best player, but Chris Paul has been, like... It's like Chris Paul has been like the most important player out there, basically. But I feel like Devin Booker's been playing the best. Yeah, give me one name. You have to. Alright, Devin Booker. Alright, I think it's Chris Paul, honestly. I mean... These crazy assist games that he's having just have a direct impact on whether they win or not by how much they win by. He's the floor general out there. I got some Chris Paul numbers for you, too. Yeah, because I was looking up some Chris Paul suckage going on. Uh, the 37 that he had in the closeout game against the Nuggets was the most points he's had in any game in the last three years, regular season or playoffs. Wow. And it's so efficient on 19 shots. That's so great. Yeah, he shot 14 of 19 in that game. That's despicably nasty. Um, Without hitting any threes. He didn't hit any threes. He didn't even... Did he even take any threes? I don't think he had. I don't think he has since the shoulder injury, to be honest. Yeah, dude. He's just chilling, getting the mid-range buckies going, which I, I love, love to watching see, him operate dude. There. Yeah. Oh, that's what I love from KD, too. Just, like, the willingness mm-hmm. to pull up from mid-range and just drill everything. Yep. And Kawhi. You know, and Kawhi, he's got, and Mello. He's, yep, these these older guys, they know how to find their spots, and that really matters in the playoffs. You know, drop defense is the the fad right now, and that's gonna be that's the perfect way to counter it. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're gonna see how the the Jazz, ah, the Jam, ah, fuck. Actually, they don't have to handle Kawhi because <laughs> he's hurt. But yep, not right now, at least. If the Jazz were to advance, we'd see how they solve the Chris Paul problem with him uh, getting to the mid range. Booker also loves to operate in that two-point area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they both get buckets from there. Chris Paul's also uh, over 50-40-90 in the playoffs this year with Terrific. averaging 15-8 and eight and I think like one-point-something turnovers a game. Oh, my God, just a, the poster child of efficiency. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's really, really, really gorgeous. How old is Chris he? Is he 36? He is 36 years old, confirmed. Fucking crazy. Drafted in 05. <laughs> it's 2021. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy, dude. Right? Yeah. 
Chris Paul's just, he's really, really been the man. And I'm really happy. It's so awesome to see. And the Suns are a cool team because they're kind of like the most classically developed, like the most classically arranged team where it's like the pass first floor general point guard who's not even really looking to score unless he has to. He wants to get everybody else involved. They have right. the shooting guard that's an actual just like scoring shooting guard. Like it's like what the definition of shooting guard is. Like he just goes out there and shoots and he scores very, very well in Devin Booker. They have the defensive rim running kind of semi do it all ish center with DeAndre in. Like I mean he doesn't shoot very much. He kinda just like lives around the basket on offense at this point, but he's gotten so much better on defense and he's become a pretty solid anchor for them. And then they just have the three and D wings, like Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder, and Cam Johnson that are like low usage, play really good defense and then just hit shots when they need to. Right. It's like such a classic like such a classically devised team. It's kinda awesome to see. Yeah, and yeah, I love the way that this team was put together. Um, pretty similar to last year's, except for they picked up a great 3-and-D wing in Jay Crowder, and they replaced the floor general of Ricky Rubio with the much, 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 much better Chris Paul. Yeah, much, Makes much, all the much, difference. much, much better. Um, yeah, I don't think I can say much enough times. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. You need a few more. <laughs> also, but since we were talking about who the best player on the Suns has been, let me just drop... Uh, Devin Booker's numbers for you. We did know that he went for 49? 48 or 49 in the closeout game against the Lakers. Right. Which is pretty nasty. Uh, he's averaging almost 28 a game, nearly 7 rebounds, 5 assists. He's just off on all these things. It's 27.9 <laughs> points, it's 6.8 rebounds, 4.8 assists. And he's shooting... Almost 49% from the field, 38% from three, and 92% from the free throw line. Uh, on the fringe there, 30, 40, 40 50, 90. <laughs> yeah, cuck. <laughs> <laughs> not, not getting it done, dude. Blowing it. He, he's edging 50, 40, 90. <laughs> he said, ooh, I'm going to make my next shot to get up there. Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, spe- speaking of edging, ooh. Not, sure, not sure if this is a good segue or not, but... <laughs> we got a Venmo request, the both of us. We got the same one. And it's to name our top five hottest NBA players. And that is hottest in the the attractiveness sense. Not in the uh whether they're fucking playing well. Who cares about that? Yeah. I'm talking about the but sexy guys out there on the court. Most pods talking about game performance. We're talking about dudes we want to fuck. That's how this goes. Yup. <laughs> yeah. This is what you want to listen to. Right. And all right. So I'm going into this. I'm confident that I can guess your top five. Yes. So I'm very excited for it. And do you want to no try and order. go? Okay. You don't want to go in order, but. I guess say the first one, because we both have the same first one. We both. Know. Yeah, we have to. Everybody in the world has to. It is it is known. It's the Tsunami Poppy. It's Kelly Oubre. It's the man that you've seen in the CarMax commercial. He's fucking gorgeous. He's just like this big, slender, sexy <laughs> man. God, dude, you were getting lost there for a second when oh you looked God. up. Oh, my God. You just so, started swooning, dude. I thought you were going to pass out. 
the first time I saw that CarMax commercial, I was watching uh, watching one of the games with my roommate Evan, and I see Ubre come on the screen, and I don't even recognize that it's him at first. I go, and then you came on the screen, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Kelly came on the screen, and then I followed shortly after. <laughs> but the the second that Tsunami Poppy's face appeared on the screen, I didn't recognize him, and I was like, oh man, that guy is hot. And Evan goes to me, oh dude, that's Kelly Oubre. I'm like, oh yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tsunami, Tsunami Poppy, aptly named, causing wetness in my pants, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's just an absolute stud. He has fucking gorgeous eyes he's super tatted up he's just like he's got the smile he's kind of got everything you go to his instagram page under every single one of his posts it's a million comments by just guys and girls just saying how much they want to fuck him and suck him off and if you need any more evidence as to who the hottest player is just go to his instagram page man what a life (laughs) Yeah, dude, he's killing it. He's got it all. <laughs> Except a consistent <laughs> right, so, jump shot. <laughs> so let me try to guess the, the other four in okay. no particular order. I think you have Ricky Rubio. <laughs> Obviously. I think you have Devin Booker. <laughs> yes. I think you have... Um, <laughs> three for three, dude. On fire right now. I think you have Ben Simmons. You really think I have Ben Simmons? You don't think Ben Simmons is hot? Nah. I think he's really? fine. I think he's fine looking. I don't think he's hot. He must be he's, on your list, huh? He's number two on my list. That's gross, dude. <laughs> he looks like the Mona fucking Lisa, dude. He's got no ball skills. What is what is he doing down there? He's not scoring. <laughs> yeah, no ball skills. Are you kidding me? He's not scoring, matter. dude. He's not getting it in. <laughs> he has perfect skin, a chiseled jawline, fucking jacked. Let me Google Ben Simmons naked right now and see what. <laughs> you might want to use an Australian VPN. I'm pretty sure they have plenty of uh, his nudes up there or down there, down under, <laughs> down under, <laughs> down under the down waist. Under. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I don't really see it, bro. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, let oh. me try to guess the fifth one. Oh, I think it's. Uh, I'm not, this is the one I'm least confident in. And that's, okay. uh, I think you have Zach Levine. What, dude? Is it just because his name's Zach? No, I think it's because he has the most edged up hairline and beautiful eyes. <laughs> he does have a really fucking nice hairline, I gotta say. <laughs> and his eyes are really cool. I'm not sure if they're, like, beautiful, but I call them cool. I, yeah, they're pretty cool. I have to send yeah. you, speaking of just, like, really nice edge-ups, I gotta send you this Instagram post afterwards that I sent <laughs> to Jeremy really? one time. Do I will send, send it to it? you. I have to, <laughs> dude. It's Jalen Rose with the most crisp, pristine, like, Dude, he keeps that shit tight, that for sure. Dude, it is wild. <laughs> it must have cost, like, 45 grand. Because <laughs> it's have you heard? so fire. Have you heard Zach Levine on the All the Smoke podcast? Yes, I have, actually. He talks about the best hairlines in the league, and he says he's got the best, and that Tatum's is also great. And he talked about Jalen Rose's, too. Does he talk about Trey Young's? I don't think anyone talks about Trey Young's. Dude, Trey Young's hair looks like it's stapled to where his hairline is. It looks so fucking (laughs) bad, dog. Yeah, it looks like a bad, like, 
elementary school art project. <laughs> it's wild because the Hawks have two of the guys with the worst hair in the league guaranteed in Trey Young and Gallinari. Ah, oh, poor Gallo. He never stood a chance. Yeah, Gallo's hair could be fine, but I just don't know why you went for the Mohawk. All right. All right, we're not talking about the ugly players. We're talking about the, the hottest. I, I, oh, my I, God. I'm mad, I'm mad I started three for three, then you didn't have Simmons on yours. I thought that that was going to be a lock, and then I wasn't confident in Zach Levine. He was just kind of the one I shoehorned in there. Dude. He's the fifth. I think I just fucking, I think I just had a brain blast. What is it? I think I know why Gallinari is the Mohawk. Why? Mohawk. Like the Hawks? Like the Hawks, dude. I think that's probably why he did it. That's dumb. I mean, that's a good <laughs> epiphany, I guess, but if that's the reason why, that's so dumb. That'd be so lame, but if it is, wow, <laughs> that would be a hype that I nailed it. <laughs> I gotta get Gallinari on the phone ASAP. <laughs> alright, alright, so I just disclosed that Simmons is my number two. Who's your two? Yeah, so Simmons is your number two. So you actually you nailed my first three, <laughs> but not All in, in a the row? exact order. Um, All right, so it's, you have book two, really? I, I have book two. I do. I left book off mine, dude. I knew you would gas book up, dude. He's hot, dude. Book's really he's just light skinned going on. <laughs> There's nothing that's, special about the way he looks. That's not even true, bro. Let me pull him up right now because I know what he looks like. You don't have to pull him up. I, yeah, but I want to look at him again because he's so hot. <laughs> First off, what a fucking terrific smile. Second off, he's one of those guys that, like, when he smiles big like that, his eyes kind of close, like, a decent amount, which I always think They always look like they're closed. Yeah, I always think that's pretty attractive. I just think that's a good move. The big smile like that, your eyes closing a bit. That's nice. Mine, mine do that. I'm not fucking You're hot, number dude. Two. You're oh, fucking, stop it. You're not in the NBA. <laughs> if we're talking about dudes, I want to fucking general. <laughs> Ooh, you know what I just realized? Ooh. <laughs> we just we just took sides on the Kendall Jenner dating uh, triangle. <gasps> wow, dude. And I stand <laughs> on the right side of history, bro. You blew it. I don't know, <laughs> man. It's not over. You blew it. You know what she said? Damn, Ben Simmons can't score. And Devin Booker, goddamn, he can put it in the hole. Dude, if the Sixers get uh, bounced by the Hawks and the Suns still have to play, I can see uh, Simmons pulling up to the the Kendall Jenner residence outside of like a with a really cool Camaro, big leather jacket on, smoking a Camel Crush. Like, hey babe, you want to hop in? With a big boombox, like it's the eighties. <laughs> oh yeah, playing some bump it, fucking bump it down under. <laughs> <laughs> Do you come from a land down under? <laughs> <laughs> He's just playing the yeah. didgeridoo outside of her fucking bedroom window. <laughs> He's like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> He goes to throw a rock at her window to, like, get her attention. Accidentally throws it through, like, her fucking mom's window. <laughs> through, Ki- through Kylie's <laughs> window. <laughs> just fucking blowing it. Travis Scott's wow. gonna kick his ass, dude. That, that's pretty funny that we nailed that, though. I know, right? That's pretty cool. Alright, so... So that means your three was Rubio? So number three is Handsome Rubio. Just a He's also three on mine. We got consensus there. He's also All three right. on mine. Let's go, dude. He's so beyond handsome. It's insane. And especially oh, dude, with he's... long hair, it's crazy. He is suave. Oh, my God. That's just a perfect way to describe him. Okay, so you said you had a European guy. That was him. <laughs> okay, there we go. 
Yeah. I was, I was going to say, you weren't talking about Ben Simmons, right? Because he is from Australia. <laughs> right, yeah. not Europe. <laughs> no, no, no. I was talking about Rubio. Okay, perfect. So there's Rubio. Yeah. So it's just He's got great eyes, too. We have five. to throw that in there. Awesome eyes on Ricky. All right. I think we should drop the initials of the guy's names for each other to try and guess. All right. Uh, you go first. Oh, damn, dude. Because my first one, it's so easy because... Or, no, my number five, he kind of goes by his... Like, everybody just calls him his initials in the league, so it's kind of tough. I hope it's not AD or KD, dude. <laughs> dude, you know I got a soft spot for unibrows and massive bald spots on the back of your head. <laughs> um, All right, let me uh, hear. Who's your number four? We'll We'll go... Your four, then my four, and then we'll do our fives alternating. All right, number four initials JB. You got Jalen Brown, dude. That's sick. Nah. Oh. <laughs> just, just so devastating. <laughs> Dang. Oh, he's way handsomer than Jalen Brown. Uh, who is it? That's my guess. I don't want to be guessing here forever. It's Jimmy Butler. Oh, that's Jimmy, pretty good. Jimmy yeah, Butler Jimmy, is a stud, bro. That's good. Yeah, dude. He's got a lot of muscle on him. Yeah, he's also just Pretty like, handsome face. He's got a twisties. handsome face. He's got a really good smile. Like, his mm-hmm. twisties are nice. And he's just so confident that, like, the confidence definitely makes him even more attractive, too. That's a good take. I like that. Yeah. And you know, right. when he really lets his hair and facial hair go in the playoffs. Yeah. And... Or I guess didn't really have a chance to do that this year, but I noticed in the bubble last year his his shit getting awfully unkempt and unruly, and it worked for him, man. It made yeah, it seem right? like he was putting in like twelve hour days at the the factory and coming home ready to <laughs> pound his wife. <laughs> or me. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wish. <laughs> um, also, he kind of looks like Jamie Fox, and Jamie Fox is a pretty good looking dude. Oh, facts. So all right. So my number four, you might be able to get it based on the initials. It's S I. Wow, last name starting with I. Fuck. He's a stud, dude. He's a stud. He's a, a dick. Stud. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, my last S- two are just beefcakes. They're so fucking jacked. S I. This is really really hard. Want me uh, give me the, the the team he plays for? Yeah. The Clippers. Oh, Sergi Vaca. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's French as fuck, dude. Those fucking cheekbones. Yeah, you know what? Sergi Vaca is a really fucking handsome guy. I'll say oh, it. Yeah. And he's fucking huge, dude. He's got broad shoulders. He's huge, and he's an amazing chef. Yeah, he can cook. He has that cooking show that's just crazy great. What's it like to have it all, right? <laughs> right, dude? Gotta have it. Gotta have a tiny dick, no doubt. Uh, you think Serge Ibaka isn't packing, dude? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I also forgot about this picture of him wearing... <laughs> it's him wearing this scarf to a game. I think it was a Raptors playoff game. And the scarf legitimately goes down to his boots. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> dude, with the glasses and the hat? What a fit! 
<laughs> yeah, dude. That Andy can dress. What the fuck, dude? That ups his hotness levels even more. It's fucking devastating now. Yeah, dude. Look at his fucking shoulders. That shit is remarkable. Oh yeah, he's fucking cut, dude. And his cheekbones. It looks like he contours his face, dude. Oh my god. What a guy. All right. So we got Serge Ibaka. Yep. All right. Your fifth guy's initials. <laughs> Just so unbelievably easy. M, P, <laughs> J. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if I'm gonna get this one. I doubt it. <laughs> I I knew there was no chance. Dang, Michael Porter Jr. is pretty good. He's like a pretty boy handsome. Yeah, he definitely is. He's kind of like that. He's kind of very got different like from the, my number five. He's got like the popular kid in high school type handsome vibes. Yeah, the the Brad vibes. Yeah, but man, he's got a really good smile. He also has like the squinty eyes when he smiles really hard. Uh, You're just big hair. into light skins. <laughs> I got a type. <laughs> it's too easy. Yeah, he's just he's a good looking guy, and he, he was one that I really came around on too because when I first saw him, I wasn't sure if I thought he was that attractive, and then shout out James Credit, but James is. Instagram DMing me constantly just telling me how hot Michael Porter Jr. was. And I don't know if I got fucking brainwashed or what, but... Biggest fan. Yeah, he was really just going for it, sucking him off. So, you're either gonna love the, you're either going to love my fifth or you're going to hate it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to love so, it. It's, it's so unconventional. Alright, I got to hear, hear the initials. It's a take I'm so ready to make. His initials are E-K. Oh my god. <laughs> I definitely I definitely think penis cancer is a pretty good looking dude, but I don't think he's I don't think he's top five hottest dudes in the NBA type handsome. Dude, look up Enos Cantor jacked. I mean dude just always. <laughs> he's, dude, he's so fucking shredded bro he's huge you just like these fucking you're just going for bods only <laughs> he's i got a type man you're just we looking, both got types you're just looking for dudes that can pick you up <laughs> he, his, he's, he's easy on the eyes too though you know he's easy on the eyes like That's, if i was going for bodies i would have taken lebron but i always think easy on the eyes is like the most grandma comment ever i think it's so funny <laughs> Yeah, he's like, you know what, the thing is, too, he's always got his facial hair done up pretty fucking perfectly. It's, like, always Yeah, that goatee is pretty nice. Mm -hmm. and, he's, and he's constantly switching it up, too. His hair and his facial hair is always just pristine. Right. He pulls and off a big nose. That's very hard to do. He really does pull off the big nose. And he's got a good smile, and he's also constantly fighting for social justice and calling out the bullshit mm -hmm. going on in Turkey all the time. So, like, you know, That's he's a right. good guy, too. Oh, yeah. He's got that human... He's a fucking chiseled out of stone softy. Yeah, dude. He literally looks like he's made of granite, bro. Dude, now look at, uh... Whoa, that's crazy. Just look at a picture of him without facial hair, though, and then... You're gonna change your mind right away. Like a picture of when he's a rookie. Yeah. Oh, oh dude. <laughs> the glow up is real. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's like a car accident. Like you can't stop looking at him, but you don't want to oh. see it. 
Man, the glow up is so real. Dude, it's all dude, it's literally just facial hair. What about him and Steven Adams next to each other when they were uh, on the Thunder as oh, young the bucks? Stash, the stash bros. The stash I forgot he was just pulling the stash off at one point. Yeah, dude. Oh my Looks kind of bad with just the stash. Now I gotta see that. It was definitely Steven Adams' idea to be the stash bros. Dude, he looks so much weirder with no facial hair. It's insane. I feel like he definitely got into way like his face thinned out too as he got older. Yeah, he definitely he definitely started to figure it out. You know, sometimes you just sometimes you just need the facial hair. I think mm. I think for me it's really done some wonders as well. Dare I say? Oh it. yeah, dare you say it? You do dare, and I agree. Beard <laughs> looks awesome on you. Let's go. Good looks. Just just tossing it out there, trying to get the slurp. <laughs> yeah, really fucking casting the line out there, seeing if a, a fish bites. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. I'll bite, no bait. Wow, I would. I actually want to get one of their Stash Brothers t-shirts now. <laughs> it's a little dated, don't you think? Yeah, but it's, that's pretty hype. It's vintage, though. I'm I'm happy you like the Canner uh, pick. I was I was afraid I was gonna get a lot of pushback for it. No, I just, I really think he's, like, just the fucking man, dude. I love Penis Cancer so much. Yeah. And just the nickname for Enos Cancer, not actually Penis Cancer. <laughs> yeah. He's one, he's, one the only, he's one of the only players I follow on social media. Yeah, same here. I really, yeah. I really like following him. And also, he's just such a bro as a teammate. Like, he was really awesome to have on the Knicks. He just completely mm-hmm. embodies whatever team he's on, and he's all about the city, oh, yeah. and all about the fans, and all about his teammates. You just gotta love yeah. him. You gotta love him. Love him. All right, so to, let's recap our list here. I got uh, Kelly Oubre, Ben Simmons, Ricky Rubio, Serge Ibaka, and Enos Cantor. And I have Kelly Oubre, Devin Booker, Ricky Rubio, Jimmy Buckets, and Michael Porter Jr. Nice, pretty good lists. We got the yeah. same one and three, and then. Uh, Number two was the Jenner feud, and then uh, four and five, a few a few wild cards from your boys. Yeah, I'm really glad we had the Jenner feud in there. That I'm not sure if I mentioned this earlier, but that Venmo request was uh, sent in by Emma. So thank you so much. You made this. Uh, this is a full blown segment that we've that we're doing. This was an awesome Venmo request, and yeah. I just want to say it again. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, thanks Emma. a lot, and thanks for Venmoing both of us. Just throwing us the bag. We had to make this a big deal. Oh yeah, you're the majority shareholder at this point. Yeah, at this point, definitely. Just for killing it. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out everyone who sends us Venmos and everyone who's thinking about sending us Venmos. If you're thinking about it and haven't done it yet, just fucking do it. Yeah, just skip your Dunkin' Coffee tomorrow. Just send us a Venmo instead. <laughs> it's so easy. Right. We'll say stupid shit. We'll do fun stuff for you. I'll do a. I'll do a, I'll try and do a cartwheel on camera. Right. So, the first half of this pod has run pretty long. Um. So we're not going to take a short break. We're actually going to take a day long break. We're going to record the second half of this tomorrow night because it is super fucking late, and we want to see how the Nets Bucks game uh, game six shapes out before we talk about that, and how this uh, Clippers Utah game shakes out. Looks like the Clippers are up eight right now with a minute left in the third. Did so you say how uh, it shakes out low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hype. So I'm gonna probably I'm gonna try to watch the rest of this without falling asleep. Yeah, I'm gonna try it is to. Utah basketball, after all. But 
Um, let me See just, how this one ends. Let me drop the Paul George stats real quick with no Kawhi. 30 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists on 11 of 18 shooting. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, terrific. I took him in DraftKings today. That's huge. Playoff P. He's out here. Oh, yeah. All right, so we're going to take a long break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about those games I mentioned, the uh, Clippers-Utah one that's currently happening and the Bucks-Nets one that will be tomorrow night. All right, nighty-night, everybody. All right, everybody. I just want to shout out a very good friend of mine, Fareed. If you enjoy watching Twitch streamers, you've got to check this guy out. He's the best Halo player I've ever seen. He's been practicing for a Halo 5 Guardians tournament, so follow along on his student of the game journey at twitch.tv slash far33d. That's far33d, as in like Fareed, but with threes as E's. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so definitely check him out. You'll have a great time watching his stuff. Now back to the show. And welcome back, everybody, from our extremely long commercial break since we decided to take a couple days off in between recording these episodes. But it's great because we got to get some more games in, and we also got to get some pretty interesting and exciting NBA news in. So, Sean, first things first, how about the games that we got to watch? Right, so the first game that occurred happened the uh, the night that we were recording. That's the Jazz Clippers game five. So, I think you meant uh, oak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't roll my R's though, so you got to do it for me. So I got I got autocorrect for you. I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the clip. I mean, the Jazz really came in here poised to take the dub. I mean, they they were at home. Kawhi was ruled out. He's got a, a sprained knee. But Paul George really stepped up and had a great game. Uh, they took uh, The Clippers took the dub, 119-111. PG had 37-16-5. He scored that 37 Playoff only. Playoff P. Playoff P, dude. We finally saw him. He finally lived up to that nickname that he gave himself. You know when you're giving yourself nicknames that you're the man? <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, it's all, you know it's definitely fire. It's definitely true every time. Yeah, you have to be so fucking sick to give yourself your own nickname. <laughs> but the thing that really jumped out to me was that Marcus Morris stepped up. Like that, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, Marcus Morris. Maybe because he puts senior on the back of his jersey, maybe that's why he thinks mm. he can ball out, dude. Personally, yeah. I think it's a fucking cuck move. But, I mean, Marcus Morris played a little over 40 minutes in this game. Paul George played a little over 40 minutes. <laughs> Nicholas Batum led the Clippers in minutes in this game, which is, he wasn't even playing for the Hornets last year. <laughs> and he led these motherfuckers in minutes in a playoff game. He played a little over 42 minutes. But, yeah, Marcus Morris put up 25 points, 10 of 16 from the field, 3 of 4 on threes, just super efficient, absolutely balling out. Highest Coming plus in hot on as the team. small ball center. Highest plus minus on the team. Can't forget that. Mm-hmm. Um, you also said you said the Jazz were poised to take the dub. And instead, they took a dump, dude. <laughs> ah, they took a fat dump, dude. And Big old stinky dump. Well, that had to do with uh, Donovan Mitchell not being the playoff Donnie that we had seen him be. 21 on 19 shots, pretty inefficient. 4 14 from deep. Uh, just kind yeah, of a big yikes, yikes on his part. Um, wow, we're so in sync. <laughs> <laughs> leading, sc- leading scorer was 
Boyan, who hit nine threes. Kind of a great game from him, but nobody else really showed up. I mean, Gobert had a 17-point double-double. Expect that from him. Yeah, so Boyan had... He shot 10 of 20 from the field. He made 10 shots, and 9 of them were threes. <laughs> that sounds about right. Pretty, pretty exciting. And 9 of 17 from three. So he shot over 50% from three. And he took 17 threes, and he took 20 shots in the game. So he was just jacking it up. He said, yo, I'm about to let that thing fly. I'll let that thing fly. <laughs> With a three. <laughs> the, the Jazz shot pretty good from three. They were 20 of 54. It's 37%, you know. Making 23s in a game, you're probably doing something right. But couldn't come away with the W. Clippers, they just uh, they took a lead in the third quarter and never let it go. Closed the game well without their best closer, which is pretty remarkable. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Uh, and it's honestly, it's really great to see Paul George step up like this because I do like Paul George as a player. I don't like him talking himself up and making excuses for why he doesn't come through in big games and all that. But... Today, he actually, I mean, not today, two days ago, when mm-hmm. the game happened, he actually brought it and came through, and, you know, to pull out, I mean, they were down 2-0 in the series, they've won three straight, it's Kawhi mm-hmm. Leonard injured, Paul George is the best player in the game, by far, came through huge, set him up for, to go into game six, which is back in LA, so he silenced all the haters mm-hmm. in Utah, and now they have a chance to close it out in L.A., and that game's tonight. That's right. I'm definitely watching. I'm going to be locked in. Uh, I'm going to a bonfire, but I'll watch it on my phone. Can't miss this one. Nice. You're going to enjoy that nature. Right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I have friends. I hang out with people. <laughs> going to chill at the bonfire with my eyes glued to my phone the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I just said, isn't it? Damn. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to the bonfire, but I'm going to be locked into the game. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Pretty awesome. <laughs> but you know what, dude? That's yeah. the dedication we need right there, bro. That's, That's the right. out dedication. Yeah, dude. Working on the weekend like usual. <laughs> you know, I just uh, noticed yeah. about Batum's uh, stat line that we didn't mention. What's up? He played 42 minutes, and he took six shots, and every single one of them were threes. I actually, that, like, I, as soon as I looked at the stat line when you said that, that was the first thing I noticed, too. <laughs> no, 42 minutes, you don't take a shot inside the arc. That's hilarious. Pretty wild, but you know what? Like, that's like some, 42 minutes, six shots is like some Ben Simmons shit, except for the fact that he took all threes, and... <laughs> Yeah, and he, probably not afraid to take shots down the stretch of the game whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, he shot about the same percentage from the free throw line. Zero of zero. Zero percent. <laughs> he shot uh, better from three than Ben Simmons did from the free throw line. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. So, and that's uh, 50%. So <laughs> fucking oh. crusty on free throws. Jesus. Someone ought to tell Ben that he's shooting with the wrong hand. I don't think anyone's um, ever said that. I think that's my take that I'm just now coming up with. I don't remember anybody saying that either. <laughs> Come to yeah, think right? of it, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, I had no idea. I definitely dude, don't even remember that like from the first half of the podcast. Or <laughs> <laughs> In all seriousness, I, I just heard um, I was listening to uh, Kevin O'Connor and Chris Vernon. And Chris Vernon said that Simmons should try shooting granny style. 
from the free throw Dude line. From the free throw line. That was uh. Didn't Drummond start doing that for a little bit? I don't uh, remember like anyone doing it recently. Ago? All I know is um, he cited that Wilt Chamberlain did it for one season and shot his uh, best career free throw percentage, but then referred back to uh, his previous way because he was getting made fun of and he couldn't take it. Because he's a coward, dude. Well, you know who did do it, like, for literally his entire career? Rick Barry. Rick Barry. And he's one of the best free throw shooters of all time. Yeah. Which is pretty amazing. And also, dude, fucking thick skin, unlike Wilt Chamberlain. And yep. he called out Wilt Chamberlain one time for being so mega soft and not being <laughs> able to get it done. So Rick yeah. Barry is just daddy to Wilt. He's son to Wilt. That's hilarious. I didn't know that he uh, made fun of him for uh, being a coward. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's really funny because it was while they were both still playing in the league, and Rick Barry just like had an interview, and they asked him something about Wilt Chamberlain. He said, "Yeah, that guy just doesn't really have what it takes to get it done. Like he's not built like me or like Bill Russell, like some of these other guys that come into big games and they want the ball and they're ready to close out the games and win championships. Like this guy shies away from the moment." He's not about it. <laughs> just wow. absolutely called out like a seven foot, like two hundred and seventy pound mammoth of a man, <laughs> and there were no repercussions for it because Will Chamberlain's wow. soft, dude. Wow. He said, "Listen, kid, you ain't got what it takes to make it in this town." He said, "Listen, Will, you're not the big Steve in this town." <laughs> <laughs> oh. So uh, we bet on this series, and uh, it was looking real good for me at first, just like the fucking... Actually, no, we didn't bet on the Mavs Clippers series. But What did I, I picked... tell you, though? I don't. I didn't think it was looking good for you because the Clippers were down 2-0, and that was exactly what happened with the Mavs. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's not over yet, but I'm not feeling great. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Maybe the Jazz will fucking show us that why they're the one seed. Isn't it crazy? Both um in in both conferences, the four seed has a three two lead over the one seed right now. Uh, no, they don't. Yeah, it was the four seed in the Eastern Conference. The Hawks. Oh no, it's the Knicks, and the Hawks are the five. Ah, the Hawks are the five, dude. So That's even right. lower seed, and they're beating up on the Sixers. Sheesh. All right, I should, all right. I'll rephrase. Both one seeds are down three two in each conference. Nice. Are you gonna are you gonna cut out what I just said? <laughs> no, I'll keep it. I'll keep it. I'll own it. What a bro. What a fucking bro. Yeah. Alright, so I think we've uh, really kicked the tires on this one. We started talking about so. Ben Simmons free throw shooting. We somehow got back to that. So let's move on to the the Bucks Net series. Uh watched a really fucking interesting game six last night where uh Chris Middleton was really the X Factor. He had thirty eight on 16 shots awesome efficiency uh 10 rebounds five assists five steals went 11 and 12 from the free throw line awesome game Giannis had 30 and 17 drew holiday had 21 8 and 5 and aside from those three players the rest of the bucks team scored 15 <laughs> so crazy dude which means that the, the nets and uh the big three and the bucks tied <laughs> Jesus Christ. And that's the thing. They basically played, like, I think they played only six guys or maybe seven guys. Bryn Forbes uh, came four, in off the four, bench. Yeah, Forbes played important minutes um, throughout the game. Yeah. Him and him and Connaughton were the only guys to play, like, meaningful minutes in this game off the bench for the Bucks. They really uh, 
shorten that rotation. Forbes with that very important 11 minutes <laughs> coming, coming in hot. Yeah, he was the only player that was minus that played important minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Devastating. <laughs> yeah, Pat Connaughton, though. Coming in with a fucking lacerated eye all stitched up and just still balling out. Balling out still 0 for 5. <laughs> One point, dude. Nasty. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, you see, know what? I'm it's seeing the zero points. Counts there. Are you? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I was looking at positive plus minus. Still <laughs> plus one in the game, bro. Nasty. Still better than... I mean, dude, better than Kevin Durant, who was minus 25 in the game. So, yes. <laughs> that kind of than the real MVP. KD washed? Yeah. Durant... <laughs> Durant had kind of a tough one in this game. He had 32 points, but it was on 30 shots. Just 15 of 30. And Shot 50%. That's good. 50%, which is solid. It's just looking at the comparison from his last game where he was just absolutely fucking lights out. Which we, we can't hold even... anyone to that standard. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, oh, that's true. We haven't talked about that uh, fucking legacy game that he had. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, There's not even too much to talk about besides the fact that it was just like one of the fucking best performances I've ever seen in my entire life by an offensive player. It was fucking disgusting, was. dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can just drop we can drop like the stats from it, which was KD going for forty nine points and he could have had fifty, but he bricked one of the free throws at the end. Fucking shit. chump, dude. Not even it. clutch at all, <laughs> bro. But he was, he had, what did he have, 49, 17, and 10? Or 49, 18, yep. and 10? I think it was first 17. Time, first time in playoff history that a guy put up 45 plus, 15 plus, and 10 plus. So, mm -hmm. absolutely ridiculous numbers. Super, super high efficiency by him. And every single time he touched the ball, it's just like, okay, this guy's going to score. And even last game, I mean, he was 15 for 30. But it still looked like he's just getting whatever he wants every single time. It doesn't look like the defense is ever dictating what KD is going to do on the court. Like, he's absolutely getting to whatever spot he wants, getting to whatever shot he wants. And it's basically just, it's make or miss at that point. It's yeah. just his mechanics. I'm confident that if he did a 1v1 tournament of every player in NBA history, that KD would win it. Yeah, I'd probably say so, dude. And that's just a long-winded really... way. That's just a long-winded way of saying he's the best one-on-one -on -one player. <laughs> best one-on-one -on -one player. He's he's easily the best scorer I've ever seen in my life, without yeah, a doubt. Easily. You know who the last player to go 40, 15, and ten was in a playoff game? Uh, Larry Bird. No, it was it was Luca. Yeah, it was Luca. It was Luca in that where he had the um, step back game winner against LA last season, last postseason yeah. in the bubble. I do remember seeing that. And I do remember seeing that shot. That was hype. That shot was so fucking crazy. Awesome we knowledge to pull to out that, that trivia. Shot. Yeah, we were on the Preston uh, Park basketball court watching on uh, Isaiah Dowd's phone. Shout out P-Town, baby. Oh, yeah. And the best part of that was when Reed said, yeah, the only thing Luca just doesn't have down yet is a step back three. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. That it's like step back 37-footer, just absolutely fucking cash. Oh. <laughs> Just eating his fucking words. Yeah, dude. Fucking steady diet of words. Another thing I noticed from this game was that the Bucks had 15 offensive rebounds, really punishing the Nets for not having a reliable center. 
just completely blowing it on that end for the Nets. Mm-hmm. I mean, Blake yeah. Griffin just doesn't fucking get up whatsoever now. Right. Neither team really knocked down threes. This was just a, a physically dominant game for the Bucks. It can be a physically yeah. dominating team. The Bucks just haven't knocked down threes pretty much for the entire series. I think just, uh, was it game four? Yeah, when they won, they won back-to-back. It was game four they hit like a decent amount of threes, but besides that, they've been super off from three for a team that was pretty good in the regular season. Right, yeah, seven for 33 in this one. Not much better yeah. than the, or wor- a little worse than the Nets. Nets were nine to 30. Yeah, Jesus, pretty crusty. And then James Harden in this game, at least he shot better from the field, but yeah, Harden, five for nine from the field, but... It just looks like he absolutely cannot fucking move around with his just completely yeah. blown hamstring at this point. He played just under 40 minutes in this game with a bum hamstring and just basically can't move side to side, basically cannot mm-hmm. move. Like, he can't run. He's just walking around the entire time. And yeah. yet, uh, the Nets, they did a better job this game, but they're still not really targeting him on defense, which is the weirdest thing in the world to me. Right. I mean, it looks like he's uh, walking around in cement shoes. He really isn't moving fast. He's not uh, able to get the step he usually gets to get foul calls, to get to the rim, to get his shot. Um, he's never really been a gifted defender, but in the playoffs when everyone's trying harder, he can't exert that effort that it takes to play playoff defense, which, like you mentioned, the Bucks aren't really targeting that, but that's something that could really bite them in this Game 7 if uh, Milwaukee wisens up. Yeah, exactly. If fucking if Bud wants to get off the buds and fucking have a solid game plan here to just attack the weakest link on the court by far. And also, James Harden looking big thick out there right now, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like busted up hamstring, but just absolutely not done clubbing whatsoever. He's like, all right, I don't have to play in games. Like, this is just way more party time. Hard to exercise when you're not supposed to be on your feet, you know? Yeah. He's just, yeah, instead of dancing in the clubs now, he's literally just chilling, fucking slugging back some Henny. Maybe some Bush Lights, dude. A couple Bush mm. Lattes. <laughs> All right, let's get, yeah. let's get into our predictions, starting with, uh, with this game here. Who do you think wins game seven in Brooklyn? Bucks. Staying tough on the Bucks, dude. Bucks. Uh, I, my prediction from, uh, from the rip was Nets and seven, so I'm standing by that. Um... How confident are you in the box? How... Uber. Uber confident, dude. It's just fucking flowing through my veins right now. Like not, ten, $10 confident? Deer, bro. You $10 yeah, confident? I am $10 confident. Word? Straight up? 10 you, bucks? You gonna give me a, You going to give me the point that the Vegas got the line for? Yeah, I'll give you the point. I was going to try to pull a fast one there. <laughs> I knew you were, you sneaky little devil. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you one. So basically, if if the Nets win by one, no action. But otherwise, it's straight up. No action, dude. Hey, man, it's... you're the one who wants who wants this. That's all right, dude. We can keep edging. I'll be Word. good with it. I gotta fucking make my money back from you somehow. Well, we also still have the bet on the Clippers Jazz right now. Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> what's Which your prediction? Feeling good what's, to me. What's your prediction in that series? Clips in five. I mean, uh, <laughs> Clips in six. I mean, not. 
Uh, you think six, I got clips six in, or seven? I got clips in six. Oh, show. Weird. I mean, I have no choice but to take the Jazz in seven. So here I am, taking <laughs> the Jazz in seven. All right, all out. All right, moving Sounds back to the, uh, the the games that we talked about before the break. Jazz Hawks, Hawks up 3-2, game six in Atlanta. Six How does this one go? This one? Mm-hmm. It's going down big time. It's Atlanta, bro. Crowd's going to be going wild. The stadium's going to be packed. Everybody, there's not going to be a single fan in there chanting Trey Young's bald, so he's going to have so much confidence, bro. He's <laughs> going to be feeling good. They're going to be chanting something about how good Trey Young's hair looks, and he's going to have fucking massive dick energy in this game. Massive and dick I, energy. I, yeah, dude. I mean, he's over six feet. He's got it going on. He knows it's good. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Hawks definitely going to take it. I think the Sixers right now looking like mega frauds. Ben Simmons just can't even really play in the fourth quarter because they're just going to foul him, and he's fucking an, a complete nerve-wracked mess at the free-throw line at this point. And the Hawks got guys that can just hit shots, unlike the Sixers, who all, basically only had Seth Curry to hit shots in the second half. They got a little bit from Embiid, but it was pretty much Seth Curry carrying him. Yeah, I mean... How many games? How many games do you have the Hawks in? I got them next game. I got them in six. Six? All right. So this series is going exactly like the Jazz Clippers. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna. T- I'm taking the si- Sixers in seven. One of them's <laughs> got to come through for me, if not both. We'll see about that, man. Yeah, I mean the Hawks are the Hawks are looking good. Plus, I don't know what the fuck the deal is with Tobias Harris, but this guy's like an actual legit offensive weapon and a shot creator. And how does he not even score a single bucket in the second half of that last game? I don't think anyone could score a bucket in the second half of that game for the for Philadelphia, besides Seth Curry. That's just, oh, that's just weird, though. Like, Tobias Harris, sometimes he looks like the man. Sometimes he just completely fades into the background and does nothing. It's such a frustrating thing. He's like, he's like just $37 million a year, Jeff Green. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. I think Doc's got a trick up his sleeve. He... What he did with the Clippers last year, there's a lot of pressure on him. There's a lot of pressure on on Embiid to come through. A mm. um, lot of pressure on Ben Simmons right now. You know, it it's, it always seems to go this way. He he has like a a pretty good regular season. People are high on him, and then they see him in the playoffs, and the doubters come out, and they're like, Ben Simmons sucks. <laughs> he's a so, dink. <laughs> yeah, they think. Yeah, he's been a major dink. Oh man. So yeah, and we know we know Doc's always got tricks up his sleeve when he's down in a series in the playoffs. <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah. Or up down or up in a series. He's, he's always got it under control. <laughs> just, a, just a trickster. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just got adjustments, dude. He's got plenty of shit in the tank. Just mm-hmm. ready to take a dub. The doctor's got prescriptions. <laughs> Not <laughs> <laughs> All right, last game. I mean, last series. Suns Nuggets. Who takes this one? Mm, fuck, dude. I got. Uh, I got Suns and four. Dare I say it? I'm going Ooh. back on my original prediction. You're crazy. That's not happening. I did. I'll bet on it. I'll bet a lot of money. Suns. Suns win. Suns win slash one series and four. 
I got Nuggets in nine. <laughs> Too easy. All right, then I got Suns in six. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, so moving on. We're on to our, uh, our weekly segment, Who Went Balls Out? So as a reminder, each week we select a player, coach, or other basketball-related person that went balls out in the last week. Uh, Zach, you can go first. Balls out, baby. We already talked about him, and I'm going to stick with it. I'm talking about the boy right now, Paul George. Uh, he's been doubted so much. After last year, Game 7 against the Nuggets, hits the side of the backboard on a corner three-pointer. He nicknamed himself Playoff P before that. <laughs> Everybody starts calling him Pandemic P and Way Off P. Way Off P is so good. I love Way Off, Way Off P. Way Off P is so fucking good, dude. It's such a hilarious <laughs> nickname. And he's just getting... He's just been getting piled on out of control, and deservedly so, because you're going to call yourself Playoff P and then hit the side of the fucking backboard <laughs> in a closeout game when you guys were up 3-1 in the series. Like, you're cocking it, dude. You're making big-time dink moves. You're blowing it. Gabesh. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, without Kawhi, without his fucking all-NBA running mate, Goes for 37, 16, and 5. He's playing a little bit of a point-forward role, getting other guys involved. Not even not even ball-hogging it, really, at all. Like, not just focusing on getting himself going, just playing, like, a really solid all-around game. And in the playoffs so far, like, he's putting up pretty good numbers at this point. He's almost 26, almost 26, 9, and 5 every game. So... Not looking like way off P right now. I'm excited no, for him. And if he we'll see if he can keep the consistency going. We'll see what he can do this game, but I got some faith in him right now. Well the only way that the Jazz are winning playoff games is if he keeps this up, so <laughs> Better hope for their sakes that he does. Alright, so my balls out player. He's been my balls out player before. I gotta go with him again. He's just earned it once again, and that's Trey motherfucking young, dude. Motherfucking. Trey, motherfucking young. So, this guy, in the last week, two games. He's 2-0, and beat Philly twice to go from 2-1 to 3-2 in the series. He's played 40 minutes both games. First game, he went for 25 points, 18 assists with only two turnovers. Just remarkable display of playmaking. Just full control over the entire game. It's fucking absurd. Comes alive, yep, comes live in the fourth quarter. They take the three-point win. Next game, tell me if this sounds familiar. He goes off in the fourth quarter, and they take a three-point win. This time, 39 points, shot 17 of 19 from the free-throw line, just got to the line whenever he wanted. Uh, seven assists, only two turnovers again. 10 of 23 from the field. Just absolutely carried in the final three minutes of the game. He, I think, went on a 9-0 run himself in the final three minutes. Meanwhile, Embiid didn't score in the last seven minutes. The Sixers total maybe had two points in that last seven minutes. He just came through when it mattered most, put the team on his back, and it, they're well on their way to upset the one seed. And I think it's pretty, pretty amazing what he's been doing in his very first career playoff. 
Dude, it is absolutely remarkable what Trey Young's doing. And his playoff stats right now. But keep in mind, he's 22 years old. This is his first time in the playoffs. He's averaging 29 points and 10 assists. He's getting nine free throw attempts a game, and he's shooting 90% from the field. And he's still putting up these crazy averages. He put up 37, or what, 39, 37? Last 39, game? 39. 39 last game, and he's Playoff getting hounded, getting hounded by two all-defensive team members in Ben Simmons and Matisse Thibel, who are just massive, long human beings. And Trey Young is shorter than me, and <laughs> probably weighs just about the same, and is also younger than me, and is just absolutely cucking these guys out here. Oh, so yeah. I didn't, I didn't think he had what it takes, but Mm-mm. channeling his inner John Ham for sure. <laughs> he's got what it takes. He, uh, <laughs> he's played ten career playoff games, and he has thirty or more in half of them. It's fucking absurd, dude. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, and also half of them were double doubles. <laughs> so wild, dude! And now at this point, just averaging twenty nine a game in his first like first career playoffs, and the active playoff leaderboard of just like points per game for players, he's got to be probably in the top three at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, small sample size, a game but is absurd. Your first playoff games are where you're supposed to have your worst numbers, so. Exactly. Yeah. So man is looking man is looking absurd. Man is fucking whipping his nuts out on the table. Oh yeah. Another man that deserves a, a mention for both of our balls out player of the weeks is uh Kevin Durant for that remarkable game five performance. Uh yeah. Shout out KD. He's the fucking man. Everybody yeah. knows he's the man. Even if he's balding, sometimes you gotta make deals with the devil. You wanna be one of the best basketball players on the planet, you gotta sacrifice the bald spot in the back of your head. Yeah, you're <laughs> Your your hair's got to look like a broken screen door if you want to be seven feet with ball skills and a jumper. You just can't. You can't have it all, dude. Nobody can have it all. No. I mean, look at LeBron. Look at Jordan. Look at Kobe. None of that gray hair. Jordan doing the, yeah. He didn't have he didn't have the hair, but the bald look for him was just absolutely. Yeah, him and Kobe tremendous. both look. Him and Kobe both look great bald. Yeah, they fucking absolutely nailed it. KD, I don't think would look good bald. That's the real problem. For I him. know he, there's nothing he can do. Yeah, I think he'd have just like a weird ass head. He has to. I feel like he just has to do like some kind of crazy hairstyle, or just honestly get fucking plugs, dude. You have so much money, like come on. Yeah, honestly, he won't get that much shit for it. He'll get more shit for having bad hair than he would for getting plugs. It's kind of amazing for a guy as sensitive as KD is to to like not get hair plugs. It seems like something you would definitely be pressured into. Well, if he got, like, the whitest-looking haircut, like, <laughs> just, like, the businessman, like, quaffed, like, Clark Kent hair. A little, like, <laughs> comb over, dude. <laughs> that would be so funny. I, would I think you should do it. I would That'd love hilarious. to see it, dude. I would eat it up. <laughs> That'd be so good. Oh, man. Yeah, we should also talk about, just before we wrap this thing up, we should just talk about what went down in the NBA today since it very much directly concerns your favorite player in the league and your favorite team in the league. Yeah, so the Celtics went ahead and they traded um, Kemba Walker and their first-round pick um, this this season 
Number 16 pick in the draft, which is a fucking good pick. It's just outside yeah. of the lottery. A mid-first. It took a mid-first to get off the Kemba contract. And what they're taking in is uh, Al Horford and Moses Brown. <laughs> oh, dude. <sighs> Fuck. Never mind. I forgot you guys got Moses Brown. That's You easily won the trade. I like Moses Brown. He was a DraftKings superstar for about a month. <laughs> I'll be honest. I do not know a single thing about Moses Brown. <laughs> He's got pretty cool hair. He's kind of handsome. He's all right. I mean, big we man depth. Some enough. Mm. Big man depth. That's what they needed. Okay, that works. But now they 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 don't have a starting point guard unless that's Marcus Smart, which I really hope it's not. <laughs> you think Peyton Pritchard slides into the role, dude? He can't start. He's not ready. He's not that good. He he definitely can't do it. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's sad to see Kemba go. I mean. Can't say I loved him in Boston, but it was, it was his best chance to win in his whole career. These last few seasons, now it looks like it's gonna be tough for him to win a ring before he retires, unless the the Thunder flip him, which I'm really, really hoping they do. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they probably they're still hoarding draft picks, dude. They got another first round pick, which is fucking insane. Mm-hmm. But they could they flip Kemba just- for something. I mean, can they? The Celtics had to attach a first-round pick to Kemba to get off of the contract. So, I mean, the Thunder have a million first-round picks, so they could attach, like, three first-round picks to Kemba and actually get a solid player off of it, I bet. Right. But it's weird because the Thunder have their starting backcourt. It's Shea Gilgis and Lou Dort. And so that means Kemba's going to be, what, the highest-paid backup point guard in the league? That's what makes me think that they're not done moving him yet. It's not yeah, a good fit. That's that's what I was thinking too. But it's just how are you gonna find a fucking taker? Uh, things happen in the off season. Teams get jumbled up. Maybe a team strikes out on a free agent point guard they really wanted, and they're kind of desperate to make a move. Yeah, what I think is real crazy about this is that this is Brad Stevens' first move as the general manager is to flip Kemba in a first round pick to get back Al Horford, who they just didn't fucking resign two years ago when they had the chance to do it that's uh brad stevens revenge on kemba for hitting that um i mean for beating butler in the national championship in 2011 is sending him to <laughs> oklahoma city said fuck it bro go live in oklahoma have fun he's with play- the cows dude he's playing the long game for the last 10 years <sighs> what a genius play dude what a fucking spiteful motherfucker brad stevens is apparently don't get on his bad side i guess that's the lesson here he's gonna bring gordon <laughs> hayward back next <laughs> yeah, now he's going to flip Al Horford and three first-round picks for Gordon Hayward. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just straight-up flip Jalen Brown for Gordon Hayward. In in other NBA news, though, something that happened yesterday was uh, Carlisle stepped down as head coach of the Mavericks, launching himself into the head coaching portal, and he's probably the best head coach available right now. I would say so. Uh, he was the head coach of Dallas for over 10 years? Right. He was the only... Um, him, uh, Popovich, and I think Spolstra are the only head co- were the only ho- head coaches with their teams when the song Fancy came out. I saw that on Twitter. <laughs> Every other head coach has been moved around. That's also a very good trivia answer right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I forgot what uh, some NBA tweet uh, 
Twitter account tweeted it, and I was like, oh, it's pretty funny. I'll say that on the podcast without crediting them. (laughs) That's really awesome. Yeah, I really wonder where Rick Carlisle is going to end up because he's definitely a really good head coach, and I wonder if he just wanted to get out of Dallas because the offense is, hey, Luka, just run a million pick and rolls, and you can't really say anything to Luka Dockage because he's the franchise centerpiece, and you have no control pretty much over what the team's going to do if you're Carlisle at that point. I read that there was a lot of tension between them. But I'm I, I'm also hearing that all these head coaches in the hunt for jobs are waiting to see whether the Bucks drop this series and if Budenholzer's job becomes available because he's on the block and that and coaching Giannis is enticing to a lot of guys. So and I'd imagine that Carlisle would be the uh the leader for that if Bud was to get fired. Yeah, he'd probably be the favorite. He's a really creative head coach. He won Dallas's only championship with Dirk, which was pretty amazing going up against the fucking Heatles in the first year. And, I mean, do you think if they lose this Game 7 that Bud's going to get fired? I don't think he should, but I think he will. That's what it sounds like. Usually when there's all these murmurs, um, they come to fruition. Like, there's a lot of chatter surrounding... uh, the Mavs moving off of Carlisle right before it happened. There was a lot of ch- chatter around Kemba getting moved right before it happened. The NBA uh, rumor mill just really seems to be on point lately. Just nailing it. A lot of talk about uh, Stan Van Gundy losing his job right before it happened. Yep, that's right. Exactly. That, that was mostly leaks from Zion's camp, it sounds like. I think it was wow. his stepdad that uh, said something. Damn. Just fucking throwing the dude under the bus big time mm-hmm. it's it's tough because it was i mean i don't know i don't think van gundy did that good of a coaching job but at the same time like this was your first year as the head coach and it was a pretty young and pretty oddly constructed team having basically no shooters out there with zion almost all the time right like you have fucking they signed Steven Adams to an extension and now there's rumors that they're trying to trade Steven Adams which like you could have just not signed Steven Adams to like 20 something million a year that would have been the fucking easy move yeah so I think that's about it for NBA news recently and I think that's about it for the pod Zach is there anything else no just once again thank you everybody for listening we really really appreciate it and like Subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family. Subscribe on everything for us. Everything. Um, Spotify, Apple, and YouTube, please. All of them. Everything. Snail mail. Yep. <laughs> Pigeon mail. <laughs> tell everybody you know. Everybody. I don't care who it is. Everybody. Tell people you everybody. don't know. Be like, hey, watch Balls Out. Yeah. Strangers on the street, dude. Slap them in the face. Say Strangers yo, on balls the street. Out. Coworkers you don't know. Um great icebreaker if you want to meet yeah. somebody They're like hey you listen to the balls out podcast They'll be like no what's that unless they do listen but they probably don't and be like well you should listen it's fucking great yeah icebreaker you're a single dude you see a pretty girl at the bar just walk out yeah you hear about these balls out <laughs> just like what are you talking about boom you got it in you start talking about our podcast it's too easy all right thank god i thought you were gonna tell people to take their balls out at the bar i was like this podcast is not condoned <laughs> public exposure in any way 
Yeah, no, absolutely not. I mean, I do condone peeing outside, but just, like, make it when there's not a lot of people around, ideally. But if you gotta go, you gotta fucking go. He's right here, officer. We gotta <laughs> pee's outside. He's right here. Come for me, dude. I'll fucking pee on the side of a... I'll pee on the side of a fucking... A narc nest, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna clip you saying come for me, and I'm gonna listen to it every night. <laughs> If you want to, I can just do an ASMR version for you after the podcast. Ooh, that's we're gonna have to make a Patreon, and that'll be for our uh, platinum subscribers. Oh, that would be awesome! I'd be excited to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, once again, thank you, everybody. Subscribe on everything. Tell everybody. Love you guys. Peace out, y'all. Love you. <laughs>